Hello Falava, my name is Clara. When I looked at the news feed on my phone that Saturday morning in June and saw that the Roe versus Wade case had been overturned in the US Supreme Court, I was filled with joy. You see, I'm a child that was the result of a teen pregnancy outside of wedlock. My mother was raised in a strict Polynesian family. I am thankful my mother chose to reveal her pregnancy and suffer the consequences. I have been known to say she was pro-life, my life. But as I watched the media coverage of this momentous decision, it quickly became evident that virtually all the mainstream media in New Zealand were furious with the decision, were strongly pro-abortion, and that anyone like myself and millions of others who hold the view that the unborn child has a right to life and that abortion harms both the child and the mother should be silenced, and that our view meant nothing. That seemed very clear to me. So Family First analyzed the media coverage to see whether my impression of the bias in the media was warranted. The analysis looked at 135 New Zealand published media articles and opinion pieces on the US Supreme Court decision and its implication for New Zealand over just a two-week period. Yep, 135 articles in just 14 days. We wanted to see just how fair and balanced the coverage was as required by the New Zealand Media Council. So there were 88 news articles and 47 opinion editorials, or op-eds as some call them. Now bias towards one or other point of view in any single news piece is not in itself necessarily bad, and an op-ed by its nature tends to reflect a particular position on any given issue. Problems arise, however, when the totality of the news coverage across all news outlets leans too strongly in one direction or the other on that issue. So, the analysis looked at the headline and images used. People quoted as either supporting abortion or opposing abortion and overall bias. And here's what we found. Firstly, while most headlines were neutral, over one quarter, 28% of headlines promoted the pro-abortion position, but only 5% promoting the pro-life position. In other words, of the headlines that were biased, the bias towards the pro-abortion position was nearly five times that of the pro-life position. Secondly, articles quoting those from a pro-abortion position were published more than twice as often as those expressing pro-life sentiments. And on average, they quoted more commentators, 207 pro-abortion quotes across 75 stories compared to just 50 pro-life quotes across 30 stories. One story, for example, by the Stuff website quoted 10 pro-abortion opinions, but not a single pro-life opinion. Another story by Stuff quoted 17 pro-abortion opinions and one pro-life opinion. Yep, 17 to one, balanced. Thirdly, in terms of overall bias, 82% of the total content was pro-abortion and 18% of the total content was pro-life. This means stories were nearly 350% more biased towards the pro-abortion position on average. 50% of all news articles were entirely pro-abortion biased and made no mention of pro-life opinions. Politicians who voiced their pro-life views were regularly referred to with derogatory or critical comments. 
a similar trend to what we observed in the conversion therapy media coverage analysis also. Only 19% of stories might be considered fair coverage of both positions. Fourthly, there were a significant number of opinion editorials, 47 published regarding the Supreme Court decision during the short two-week coverage period, an average of more than three a day. Much like the news articles, a significant bias was observed across all op-eds. 61% of all op-eds were pro-abortion biased and not a single op-ed presenting a pro-life position, not one. The op-eds, found to be neutral, were mostly about how the National Party was handling the issue of abortion rather than an even-handed discussion about the merits or otherwise of the Supreme Court decision. And finally, of the major news publications who published five or more news or opinion pieces, the newest radio station in the media, Today FM, was the most biased outlet with 100% pro-abortion coverage of the issue. But when you exclude Today FM, every other major media outlet published an article on the Roe versus Wade issue, averaging once a day for the coverage period. Although stuff in the New Zealand Herald were publishing articles at two or more per day on average. Of these other media outlets, Radio New Zealand was the most biased with 89% pro-abortion. The New Zealand Herald was the least biased outlet but still favoured the pro-abortion message 70% to 30%. That still sounds very biased to me. So in conclusion, there can be no doubt that the pro-abortion position received a heavily biased share of the media coverage during the period under investigation. Of all the media reports published thus far, covering the 2020 referendums on euthanasia and cannabis and the recent conversion therapy debate, this was the most biased coverage we have observed. A minority of stories featured a pro-life point of view, but these were always accompanied by pro-abortion perspectives. By contrast, 44 news articles were exclusively pro-abortion in the opinions quoted. The total bias of 82% to 18, although subjectively measured, is a deeply concerning observation. Less than a third of stories treated the issue with reasonable neutrality. So my impression that there was very biased media coverage of this decision, which I personally welcomed and celebrated, was justified. You see, if you believe the messaging from the mainstream media, you would think that the overwhelming majority of New Zealanders favour a pro-abortion position on abortion. But that is not true. An independent poll of New Zealanders by Courier Market Research in 2018 found that just half, 52%, say they generally support abortion and 29% oppose, with 19% unsure, but their support is based on a very conservative form of abortion. The polling found significant support for greater time limits, greater restrictions on abortion than what was then the limit of 20 weeks under the old law and 20 plus weeks only for exceptional circumstances, including support for stricter time limits from those who generally support abortion. The 2020 law has now extended this 
to 40 weeks, subject to the approval of two abortion doctors. There was also strong support for legal safeguards, such as a ban on sex selection, safeguards against coercion and parental notification for teen abortions. None of these provisions are in the new law. A subsequent 2019 poll found strong support for the unborn child having human rights and being legally protected once a heartbeat is detected, which can be between 6 to 12 weeks, and only a small minority thinking that life doesn't begin until the child is born. And it should also be noted that 51 members of parliament from Labour, National and the New Zealand First Party voted against the new abortion law. Ten more votes and the law wouldn't have passed. Us Kiwis hold different views on this issue. Some of my friends, even some of my extended family hold similar views or different views to me. But the mainstream media should be presenting and actively seeking the views of both sides of this ongoing important debate. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being told what to think and how to think by the mainstream media. My message to the media is simple. Respect both sides of the debate, report the facts, and leave us to come to our own decisions. We deserve better.